Should we rest more or work more? Is hustle culture toxic or is anti-hustle culture more toxic? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for you to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, lazy workaholic. And with me, as always, is my dementedly disciplined co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and life coach to get you working harder. Uh, (laughs) That's actually not a joke. I am a life coach. If you want coaching for how to find your dreams in the creative world, hit me up. But also, what am I? Um, A serial workaholic and restaholic because i'm wow. very balanced yeah so. at the same time at the same time oh uh, well awesome well that fits in with our topic today today we are talking asking if you need to rest more or hustle more or in nathan's case do both more <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like I gave away the ending <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes uh, uh, people people know what to expect by now yeah, that's true <laughs> but first nathan If people like our discussion and find it helpful, where can they go to find more of our content and engage more with other overthinkers? They can go to theoverthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts, us, and send us all of their love and hate mail and any ideas for future episodes. We love getting ideas and actually talking about the stuff you want to hear talked about. You can also go to our Overthinkers private group on Facebook where we have over 10,000 members who are all posting memes, articles, and having fun getting discussions, talking about all the stuff that we talk about on the episodes and more. So please head over to Facebook and join the Overthinkers private group. You can also, well, you should also, I'm going to put a should on all of you out there. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review. We are so close to 100 reviews. I can't even tell you. Uh, (laughs) We are four away. So only four of you do this. That would be so cool. Uh, I really like round numbers. So leave a review (laughs) if you enjoy the podcast and obviously share with a friend. Cool. All right. Ready to get started? Let's do it. Okay. Hustle culture is typically defined as one where the accepted wisdom and practice is to Succeed in your personal and professional goals by maximizing the time you spend working to achieve those goals outside of a regular nine to five workday. According to the Forbes piece, Americans are keeping hustle culture alive. Side hustling first came into vogue as a word during the depression as a way to make extra work when one job wasn't enough. Today, 44% of Americans are working an extra job in order to advance themselves and and achieve their dreams, not just to make ends meet. But hustle culture is deeply controversial. Just this year, Forbes has published articles both for and against hustle culture, such as hustle culture has no future and hustle culture is hurting anti-hustle culture is hurting early stage entrepreneurs. Supporters of hustle culture argue that hustle culture puts the power for achieving your dreams and potential in the hands of the individual and that everyone who has succeeded in ambitious goals has had to engage in some form of hustle culture. Anti-hustle culture advocates, like those cited in the New York Times piece, Why Are Young People Pretending to Love Work?, or the Psychology Today piece, Why We Need to Address Hustle Culture, argue that hustle culture encourages people to make their entire lives revolve around their work and productivity, along with their self-worth, and this ultimately leads to burnout and only really benefits managers and CEOs. Seventy, According to the study by Deluit, 77% of people who have experienced burnout at their job, and 42% have left their jobs because they felt burnt out. 
the anti-hustle movement has become so big that it is spilled over into a large and growing anti-work movement, which according to the BBC piece, the rise of the anti-work movement, has a subreddit with 1.7 million subscribers. So, Nathan, do you think as a culture we need to hustle more, work more, or rest more? And as one habitual hustler to another, what have you found is the balance that you've needed to strike for a healthy lifestyle? Well, I have lots and lots and lots of thoughts on this. And, you know, there's going to be a theme here that people will start seeing in our episodes, but it's in our critique of culture. Very often we talk about the the extremes that we now find ourselves on. Even the fact that we have something called a hustle culture, which is just this hyper work ethic, never stop. It's, it's your life. You just wake up and grind and you, you know, go to sleep at three after working. Um, and that's one thing that you can only find purpose or in your dreams if you just never stop working. The other side of that, you find this really unhealthy extreme, which is, I think you call it the anti-work movement. Yes. Which is, humans shouldn't work. We should just lay around and chill all day. And I have known people on both ends of the spectrum. And I can say with uh, uh, assuredness, if that's a word, that uh, they're both incredibly unhealthy. So again, yet again, I'm gonna annoyingly come to um, this idea of balance. Now, I think this world is a really hard place to find balance in currently. And that's what we see with these existence of these uh, uh, opposite um, ideologies around work or the lack thereof existing. But But in my own life, I have found myself um, very often at the different end of the spectrum and found myself unhealthy whenever I existed there. Mm -hmm. And so so one, I'll I'll go ahead and talk on hustle culture uh, and then I'll move to the anti-work movement and which is more important, all that kind of things. Um, So quickly to preface, um, I've been doing a lot of thought into uh, psychologically and emotionally, about the in just in nature and the concept that we see everywhere in nature, which is this idea of seasons, and it's found in scripture. You know, there is a time to die, a time to live, a time to celebrate, a time to mourn, which is reflected in scripture. We also see it reflected in nature. So I think balance and different times for different things are something that are important to God, and ultimately, which means um, are uh, a fact of reality. Yeah. And so, so that that's kind of the first context in which I start to see these things that I do think working hard is good. And I do think resting is good. So let me talk on hustle culture. So hustle culture, it's positives, right? I think what it says to us is, Hey, if you want things to happen in your life, Mm -hmm. if you want to see big monumentous um, growth and, uh, and things happen, you're going to have to work for them. You're going to have to put time and effort and energy. You're also going to have to sacrifice. You know, the same can be said for um, getting fit. If you want to, you know, build muscle, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes dedication. And those are really difficult things. So I think the positive of the hustle culture is reminding people that anything of worth will come with uh, effort, with sacrifice of time, of, uh, of energy, um, that anything of worth that you want in the world will come uh, after, uh, how do I say this, through the idea of hustling, through the idea of working, through the idea of doing something, that things don't just come for free, that things don't just magically happen. If you want something, go and work for it. And I think that idea has built societies, has invented some of our greatest inventions, has um, pushed us forward as a race of people. You know, we we had some of the most wonderful things in the world because people worked really, really hard. We're talking on laptops right now that people work tirelessly to figure out how to make. And I'm so glad that people hustled to make my life easier in so many different ways. 
But where it gets negative, where I think it goes wrong, is I think that people don't have this idea in this grid of seasonal, uh, of the season grid of the, the give and take, the push and pull, the yin and yang, the tied in, the tied out, the seasons. And so they think um, that working hard uh, and is the only thing you should ever do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we talk a lot about identity on this podcast too. And what I've seen is that people have kind of lost sight uh, of what they're actually working for and made an identity out of working hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a lot of, I, I've talked to many guys who their identity isn't what they're working for, whether it be mm-hmm. family or discovery or invention or creation, their identity is just, I work really hard. And I think that is where this whole thing can kind of go wrong. Mm-hmm. I believe in working hard, but I don't think that is why you work hard. I think you work hard for something. Mm-hmm. And so I see a lot of people making their life, um, how do I say it? Making their life working hard rather than working hard to make their life. Little, uh, that's you good. Back to the bank. Thank you. Can you put that in a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think as a result of what you've seen is you see a lot of these, um, a lot of these guys or these people end up in really exhausted, unhealthy places, uh, be it mentally, emotionally, even physically. Uh, when you work hard, when you don't rest, when you don't take time to reflect, when you don't allow the season of uh, of stopping and pausing and standing still to take place, you're going to wear yourself out. It's like a car. If you just keep on driving it forever, it's going to break down. It needs time to recuperate and to rest. So I think if there's one one or two things I see that's really detrimental about the hustle culture, it's that it doesn't take into account you are a limited human being and your identity should not be wrapped on working hard, but you should look at working hard as a bridge towards something you actually want, towards a life you want to build. And so I'll talk more about rest and the benefits and the danger of that in my next comment. But that's the problems I see with hustle culture. One, people use it as their identity and forget what they're hustling for. Um, and it gives them a, a sense of purpose and self-righteousness, but ultimately is empty. And two, it's unhealthy. If you just hustle, 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 never stop because we weren't made to never stop. Yeah. I think no, that's that's really really good stuff, and you you did a good job of encapsulating a lot of the factors at play. You know, I have a sort of unique experience with this because you know, I've gotten most of the benefits of hustle culture without a lot of the costs because mm. you know I grew up in an environment where you know and 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 spent a lot of time in environments where you know I I wasn't pressured to constantly you know achieve. Um, and in fact, you know, there, there was a, a, sometimes a little bit of a fear of working too hard, that that was going to lead to something toxic. And so I, when I got into environments that were encouraging more of like, no, you have to, you have to put more effort in, you have to build those muscles of working hard and all those, you know, those hustle kind of uh, motivational people. I, I got a lot out of that. I was unable to maximize, you know, more of my gifts and talents and achieve more of the things I wanted to by, you know, going a little bit more into hustle culture than I had been before. And, you know, I, you know, I live a hustle lifestyle, you know, I have a nine to five job that I, that I work at that pays my bills, but I also, you know, have a podcast that I do every week. I have, you know, I'm, I'm writing, you know, movie scripts that I'm, you know, working, I'm doing other things because those are things I want to do, but I also, you know, have to, nobody's going to pay me to do them yet. And because these are things I want in my life, you know, I have to work on them outside of my nine to five and I have to put that effort in if I want to have some kind of return. And that's, I think a lot of people find themselves like, look, I have to pay my bills, but I also have dreams that I want to achieve that I want to work towards. And I, 
that's a very positive thing. And the people who are kind of trying to make, um, you know, again, make something happen uh, in their lives that, you know, are is not necessarily paying them right now. And, you know, it's it's a good thing. It's an admirable thing. The hustle culture, one of the things hustle culture does, I think it's really good, is that it does actually encourage and celebrate and treat as admirable the skills that it takes to actually get what you want out of life. Mm. It's like sacrifice is a good thing. Working hard is a good thing. You know, strategizing about the best ways to get what you want out of life um, and to maximize your potential all those are the good thing. Work is not drudgery. It is actually a gift and is something that you can, and then achieving something and then having responsibilities based on that um, are all beautiful things. And for a long time, I thought of work as drudgery and not as something, as something to, to work through, to get something that I wanted instead of actually something positive that I got to do because it achieved a goal. Um, and I think that there's a lot to be gained from that. To your point, however, I think, you know, I look at the people who all these articles that are about, you know, um, what's wrong with hustle culture, you know, doing sort of deep dive. What I find in them, what's really interesting is a lot of the problems that I have around, you know, hustle culture. To me, it's it's not intrinsic to hustling kind of lifestyle, you know, in things like it's it's talking about burnout, which was we've talked about on the show. It's doing uh, it's exhaustion being exhausted by something that's not actually your dream. Yeah. And so where, where you don't see the, um, well, it, it's even more specific than that. It was it's, people who are working hard and not seeing the results. Yes, exactly. You're not seeing hard. the results of it. Yes. It's not meaningful because you're not seeing the results of it. So if you're working at a job that is not a part of what you want out of life and you're overworking at that, you're going to get burnout from that. And I think so a lot of stealing from what you do want out exactly. of life. Exactly. And so, so a lot of, a lot of people, are it, it's it's not an issue of working too much it's what is my actual goal this is something you point out what is my actual goal and what am i what are the things that i'm doing actually working to achieve that goal again other things it's like having a toxic work environment there are toxic work environments that are about hustling and not hustling cultures um and then to your point again this idea of the fact that we have actually dismantled all the other things in society that give our life meaning so mm -hmm. you know people are moving away from the families they're born into and they're not getting married you know they're they've we people don't believe in god anymore so they don't have church you know they people aren't seeing their friends as much anymore so you don't have friends all the other avenues of meaning making are gone and so work is the only place where meaning making can happen and if that's the only place where you have meaning making happening that is toxic so i would say that is a very toxic when you when hustle culture becomes your only culture and avenue for meaning making that's extremely toxic and also and this is the part that i think i used to engage in this when i was getting really excited about hustling and learning about that is people telling other people that their goals have to involve hustling as well mm. and it's mm. like if you're not hustling then you're obviously not, you know, meaning like, but if your goals don't involve hustling and they involve a work-life balance or something like that, that's also fine too. It depends on what is your goal and are you taking responsibility to achieve that goal? So now thoughts on that before we get into your, you want it moving into the yeah. more other side of the equation. No, that's an interesting way to put it that again, it comes back to this. Are you making working hard your identity or are you working hard 
uh, are you making working hard your life or are you working hard for your life? Yes. And I think that's been really important for me. You know, I I have a friend recently who's offered a big promotion at his work and he didn't take it because he liked his current job because it allowed him to see his family, allowed him to travel. It allowed him to spend more time doing the things he loved. And he had coworkers who were just like, why wouldn't you do that? Mm -hmm. And he was uh, kind of berated because he didn't take the the extra take on the extra work and the extra pay and because in their minds uh worth and value is only found in working more but he had found that he had worked towards something and, and found that life balance and so i think that's an interesting way to look at it is we're working for something we're not just working to work and like you said you know there's the studies that have been pointed out have been the reason we experience so much burnout is because we find that we're just working in a vacuum. We don't actually see the results of our work. You know, the old days it used to be, yeah, you went out and worked in the fields and you worked hard, but you also saw the results of what you did. You sold the grain, you saw it feed your community, those kinds of things. And now it feels like we're working in a vacuum and we're also in hustle culture comes along and pressures us to keep on working in a vacuum. If we don't, we're somehow less valuable. And so I think, like you said, there's wonderful things about saying, no, hustle, if you have a dream, but it starts with that, if you have a dream, if you have a goal, if you have something you want to achieve, you're going to have to work hard. Um, But I think where hustle culture very often forgets even about the dream or the goal and just talks about the value of just working hard because. And so I, as an hustle, hustle culture is a good means, but a bad end. Yeah. People are making identities about uh, in the means rather than the ends. And I think for me, um, you know, I'm someone who doesn't have a nine to five. I make all all of my living from the things I write, the movies I make, the roles I get. And let me tell you, it's hard work yes. to do all of those things or any of those things. And if whenever I speak to young, um, young creatives, especially, you know, through my coaching and things, I always preface and say that if you want to do this, it's going to take hard work. Yeah. But the reward is what's at the end. Yeah. And so you're working hard for something. Um, I, I think that's even a verse in scripture, you know, run as uh, a runner who knows he's headed towards the end yes. of a race. For, for, you know, yeah, for, for the, you know, um, for the joy set before him. Yes. Right. You know, and yes. So it's Paul is saying run hard, but it's for this particular thing. And that's why I feel like a lot of us have lost sight and kind of become disillusioned with hard work. And we've kind of thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Right. So we've said, okay, well, hard work is, you know, no good because I, it all did is wear me out and, and, and make me feel awful. And it it never made me any fun. So now enter this new ideology in in response to hustle culture, which is the anti-work movement, which is, I I would say, almost an idolization of rest. Yes. That rest is the highest goal. And um, my, so I'm going to say that, I'm going to say my good and then I'm going to give my critique and get your, so the good of this is, yes, rest is good. We need to rest. Let me, if you are someone who tends towards just working all the time and never resting, hear this from me right now, certified life coach, rest. (laughs) Go rest, be with your family, watch that movie that people say is a waste of time, play those video games. You need rest. You need places in your life that actually recharge you so you can go back out and work, but it's also you rest so you can go back out and work. Yeah. We even see this image with God, right? In the, in the first chapter of scripture, we see that God is working hard because he has a goal. He's creating all of the universe um, in these proverbial six days. But what does he do on the seventh day? He rests. Yeah. So even God, 
you know, transcendent, omnipresent, he says rest was important. And I think he gave us this image of what he did so that we can follow in the image that working hard is good. And I think rest is wonderful. But to me, I rest the best when I feel that I've earned my rest. Mm. And I know that sounds weird. And we don't like, you know, um, moralistic things that you, yeah. that you earn it. But I, I oh, Christians, it. you're like this legalism sounding. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I have, you know, I, right now I am sitting in, um, in Breckenridge, Colorado, and it's one week a year. My wife and I come up here and we rest. We swim, we walk in the mountains, we watch TV, and we sit on the porch and rest. And this one week, I am living into, I'm loving this rest because it is needed, it is valuable, it is good, but it also comes after, how many months are we now into the year? Um, six. Uh, it's, uh, it's the eighth month. Eighth. <laughs> We're really about back. two months off. <laughs> yeah, so close. But so yeah, so it comes after seven months of working hard. And so I actually am enjoying this rest in this place far more because I feel that I've earned it almost. I know that's yeah. a funny way to put it, but I'm enjoying my rest because I have accomplished and fought yeah. and, and worked hard and quote hustled. And yeah. so I'm enjoying. So again, we always do this. We come back to this um, idea of balance. And yeah. that's what we see uh, God do in the, in the opening passage of, of scripture. We, but we also see it in Jesus, right? Jesus yeah. was constantly ministering, preaching, healing. And then he say, I love these passages and it, it includes them because it's important in the new Testament, the gospels. And he goes off and do a mountain to chill. Essentially. Yeah. We even see him sleeping in a boat during a storm. Rest was important to God. You know, there's a story. My, my sister had a, a very viral tweet um, about Elijah. I, I knew a lot of Bible stories, but essentially Elijah worked hard and was trying to use a prophet who's trying to save the nations. And he just got to this place where he was burnt out and frustrated. And basically God comes down and forces Elijah to take a nap and eat some food and everything's better when he wakes up. Yeah. Um, but that tells me that God loves that he worked hard, but he also God was almost forcing balance on Elijah yeah. and saying, now you need to rest. So I think probably different personalities will fall further on the spectrum yeah. of the, these extremes. And if you are someone who tends towards laziness and tends towards unearned rest and tends towards um, even um, entitlement, you know, I, I don't, I shouldn't have to do anything to get something. Then you probably need to maybe engage with the, maybe not the culture, but the ideas of hustle. Yeah. Um, maybe you need to work a little harder. Maybe if things are happening in your life, you need to go out there and actually do something. And if you're someone who falls on the side of, wow, I am burned out all the time. I have a short fuse. I am always, maybe you need to invest and engage with the concept of rest. Because again, God created the world with balance. He created us to need balance. And the closer we can find that balance, and it's going to look different for all of us, yeah. the healthier we're going to be. But so those are my thoughts on uh, a little bit on no work culture, but I want to hear you dig in. Yeah, no. So, so I, I, I have a bunch of, of thoughts in there. I'm going to try to uh, keep them short, but it's really good stuff. One of the things that I've found is that I, you know, cause I, I was talking about, I'm very much a part sort of, of, of hustle culture in this sense. I, I have a hustle yeah. lifestyle. We have to but, be a poor starving artists. Exactly. Yes. And I, and I love that. I, I've, I enjoy that for this period of my life, but I also talk about it is a period of my life, you know, but for this period of my life, you know, I, you know, uh, I love that, but I also know, and I've talked about this, if I don't get like one day to myself where I'm not having to do anything or yeah. be anywhere for somebody, I become a miserable person. 
miserable for myself and miserable to other people around me. And it's like, you know, I need that, you know, one day just myself and another day to do things with friends, you know, it's like, and if I don't get that, I become a miserable person. And yeah. I've discovered that about myself. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to be miserable and make other people miserable. So I'm going to have to make sure no matter what I do that I get, you know, like one day a week that I can just pour into myself and I can just be. And that's one real quick. It's one jumping because you used great imagery pour into yourself we have this idea you can almost use like video game stats yes, yes. Um, but the pour into yourself you are pouring into yourself so you can pour out into yes. something or somebody or a project but again once you're empty you have to go back and pour into yourself i love that sorry continue no 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 of course of course and and that's but one of the things i think that and so I think, you know, there's a lot of people who, again, are running on empty. And again, if you are doing are, in, are, are being so productive that you are damaging yourself and hurting other people, that is their sign to say, you need to rest. more. The, yes. the thing that about sort of the anti-work culture that I think that's, again, it's a, you're right. It's a reaction to people who are making their identity, their work, and they're working so much because that they don't have a goal and they see it's all pointless and the culture that is actually judging people for resting and making them feel bad for resting. Yeah. They're reacting to that. And I think all of those are good. Um, those are all legitimate things to say, hey, have a reaction against that. But one of the problems I see with the anti-work movement, which, and a bunch of them are saying, actually, it's the rethinking work movement. It's like, well, you call yourself the anti-work movement. So like, you know, shut up. But um, they, is that they, you're right. They do say like the ideal of humankind is rest and working minimally as possible. And I think, okay, fine, fair enough. But your desires for your life need to match what you're going to put into it. So you see, mm -hmm. if you want to work minimally, that's fine, but you shouldn't take more than you give. Uh, so you're bas basically saying there is this balance of like, if you want a lot out of life, that's fine, but you're going to have to work for it. But if you don't want much out of life, you can't expect a lot out of life because anything right. is almost to this kind of equal degree. The amount of work you put in something is the amount you should expect to receive from And of course, it. sometimes you can get free gifts and those are wonderful that you didn't earn for. And that's fantastic. But you, those are gifts. You don't expect them. And what a lot of I see people saying is that, you know, is that I should be able to receive all of these things in life without actually putting the work into it. And of course, you know, you don't just see this in terms of work and finances. You see this in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, dating life. It's like people, you know, ah. people wanting to, you know, people wanting to find a partner without putting in the work. People are saying that, look, you know, finding a spouse is almost like having a second job in some ways. Yeah. You know, it's like you have to put that kind of work into it. And there's a lot of people I see in a lot of these cultures, that kind of attitude that, I'm entitled to get the things I want of life without working for them. And where it gets most ugly, and you actually were the first person to turn me on to this on TikTok, the sort of trend that you see, is this villainization of people who get up at 4.30, at 4.30 yeah. in the morning and read a, a, a smart book and, you know, work out. work out, fix themselves. And this almost like this vicious attacking of those people as if they're mm -hmm. doing something wrong. Yeah. And so they're doing the exact same thing that was done to them saying, Oh, if you're not working really hard, like there's just something wrong with you. You're and probably saying, a bad person. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, Oh, if you're working hard, you must be a bad person. There's something that 
the actress Margot Robbie talked about in Australia that's called like tall poppy syndrome, yes. where if it's like, if you're more successful than us, you must be a bad person. And so we're going to socially come around you and base and, and, and cast, you know, and, you know, hurt you socially until you come back down to your place. And I think you have that phrase, cut you down to size. Exactly. Yes. Cut you down to size. And so I think, I think that that's very toxic too. It's that you people, what everybody needs to do is they need to say, what do we, I want out of life and what am I willing to sacrifice to get for it? And then put in the effort that takes to get what you want out of life. Yes. Now, and then do that and not complain about what you do or other people do. Now, of course, as Christians, we talk about this and we talk about, you know, in first Timothy, I think it is, they talk about like, what is it that I require of you? It's like, have a simple life, do good to others, you know, have like your own little home, have a humble, sorry. as a Christian. Like, back then was working in fields and lifting rocks. Right. And, you know, but so. it's like, you know, your ambition doesn't need to be to be a CEO. Yes. It's like your ambition should be to be a good person. But aside from that, it's like, you know, what are your goals and what are you willing to put into it? And I think that there's a, again, another Christianese, I'm sorry, there's a lot of Christianese here, but Christian's the best philosophy and worldview. So that's why we're doing it. Um, yell at me in the comments. But uh, there's there's a distinction between justification and sanctification that I think more people really need to imbibe, not just for Christians, but in, in general, where justification for a Christian is basically you are loved no matter what. It's like Jesus thought you were worth dying for even if you never do anything good in your life. You know, you, it's fine to just be sanctification is the process of actually becoming a person that you would be proud of being. Yes. And that takes work. That takes you working with God to actually get there. But there's actually more joy and fulfillment in that than not. Exactly. Absolutely. That's, that is some of my greatest joys have come more from sanctification process than the justification process, partly because I always had the justification because I had a good loving Christian family. But I know so many people, most of the people I know who have a toxic relationship with work culture are people who never had the justification part. So they're trying to use sanctification to handle their justification. And you can't do that. You can, but, but on the flip side, there are a lot of people who are trying to use their justification in order to get their sanctification where they're trying to say, if I just, you know, imbibe what, um, what, you know, my own self-worth, I will naturally then get the things I want. It's like, well, no, it's not going to actually happen if you work for it. So I think that that's something that I think really philosophically that people get in the headspace really causes them to have a toxic relationship with work or rest. Yeah. And I think you, and you brought up again, which I think is really good before you even start considering yeah. Should I hustle more or rest more? You brought up, start asking yourself, what is it that I actually want from life? What is it that I want? And that will inform exactly how much you have to work, when you need to rest. You know, it's interesting you brought up TikTok because it, it was this phenomenon, I won't name names, that there's this um, this woman who was on TikTok. All she did was take videos of her life. She rarely even talked, but they were videos of her, again, getting up early, her work, her workout routines, what she made um, for, for, for eating, um, where she traveled, how she saved money, all these different things. And you'd think that a lot of the comments would be, wow, that's so cool or a great workout routine or whatever. 
and it's interesting she's so innocuous not political not religious just basic stuff and just the hatred within the comments was astonishing to me it was just um you know how just making fun and mocking and to me what, what i realized that her life her deciding what she wanted from life and doing that uh, made other people feel bad yeah. because they weren't doing that thing and so again i'd say i, I imagine that a lot of anger came from seeing someone um find and discover through hard work uh, and get to live out the things that they wanted. And I think that was a really frustrating yeah. thing. And so I think a lot of people who don't want to work is they they see work as only this this abstract thing that has no value because perhaps they don't actually have a image in their head of what would be worth working for. And I can totally understand because we live in a culture in which we're asked to work nonstop for things we have no idea why are valuable. Mm. And may or maybe that people have discovered um, they're told they should work for it and they even got it, you know, the white picket fence. And you're like, well, I, I didn't even want that. I don't like that. And so they say, well, working is ridiculous. And so I would say, do some soul searching and say, what is it that I actually want? It doesn't have to be the American dream. It doesn't have wow. to be CEOs. You know, the fact is, I think one of the toxic things about um, hustle culture is that it says basically you're only valuable if you're a CEO or a rock star right. rather than you know, there's a lot of working actors out there, not movie stars, actors who pay their bills, playing pretend in numerous shows. You will never know their names, but they love their life and they work to the degree where they could get there. And that's a good and beautiful thing because they yep. discover what they wanted. And so ask yourself, what do you want? I would say there, there are things and you can do this online. There are different things. You can just do this yourself, but like there are also online things you can do. You can find this like self-authoring programs where basically, basically the, the discipline is just write down what you want out of life and write down what it would take to get it. And, you know, and then from there, again, just write it out. And it just, it's just you, what is it you want? And what do you think it would take to get it? And then figure out and then, and then see what you're willing to do to do that. And that will just give you so much clarity because again, so much of this also is not clarity about what I actually want versus what other people expect me to want. Yeah, and, what I've been because, told I should want. Because again, I'm not as jealous. Look, I'm not jealous of a lot of CEOs because I'm like, well, I don't actually want that thing that they yeah. have. It's like that that thing is like, you know, I have friends who have amazing things that I'm like, wow, that's great for you. I don't want that. And but I'm so, talking, exactly. So you, yeah. Mm, so I'm not jealous of them. That That's really good. Uh, also, yeah, I think another one of these things that people are getting burned out of work is because they spent their whole lives working for things they didn't actually want. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, you know, the, it's a classic story in movies, right? The the guy is 45, has worked a nine to five for things he told they should want. And then he gets to 45 and go, I never wanted any of this stuff. Yeah. And he goes crazy. Um, and he goes, or, you know, goes off the reservation and, and does something insane or, or yes. whatever. Yeah. actually wanted those things. And so, you know, very often these movies will kind of make work out to be this bad thing. When, it, when I think all along, maybe he should have, decided or figured out what he wanted and what was worth the work to him because yeah. he spent his life working on something that didn't matter to him. Yeah. And I like the idea that you brought up about relationships and people feeling entitled to relationships. I think yeah. relationships are such a great image for a lot of this. You know, I'm, I'm married and I, and I have some friends who, who look at my life with my wife and they say, look at the happy, restful couple. We are each other's partners. We love each other. We hang out together. It's very restful in a lot of ways. By, by that, I mean, it, it, there's a peace. Right. But 
what they forget is it took a lot of work to get there. Not only even before I met her, searching for the right person, looking for the right person, going on dates that went nowhere. And then even when I met her is the, 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 uh, what's the pro the dating process or the, or the pursuing process yeah. of getting to know each other, having to spend effort, connecting, making effort to get on the phone, to travel, whatever it might be. That yeah. took a lot of work to get to this thing that I wanted, which is a very restful and again, love and marriage. And again, working on yourself to be the kind of person that can attract the kind of person that you want. Exactly. So I love this idea of find that thing that makes work worthwhile for you, yes. but you need that vision of where you're going. But real quick, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up quickly, because I feel like it's a part of the conversation. Please. And very, very often I hear it from the anti-work movement, yeah. which is um, talking about the hustle culture is a privileged understanding. So we can talk about privilege just for a second before we wrap up. Of course. Uh, and often the critique is, um, that hustle people only get things because they started off privileged, yeah. right? And I and I actually understand that that there you know the family familial wealth and connections and nepotism does go into a lot of the people who quote unquote are part of hustle culture judging people for not having things that were handed to them as children. I totally understand that, and there is a level of privilege that very many of CEOs or actors or whatever you might say, you know. Um, actually were given and very often it wasn't just them working hard they were given things is that inherently bad no but if you're going to talk about well i just hustled 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 and got all this and not acknowledge the things that you were given i think that can there's a valid critique right from the anti-work movement oh absolutely about privilege but where i would say the opposite comes in and i actually say that the anti-work movement's a very privileged position as well yeah. is that you know if you go to developing countries that to hear the idea of anti-work, of I'm not going to work, would blow their minds. Wait, you're telling me you don't work? Because if I don't work, my family doesn't eat. Yeah. If I don't work, I don't get a house. And so this idea of not working is a totally foreign, literally foreign concept yeah. to people. And it's one of privilege. And people would say, well, you must live in a privileged place to not have to work or to get to have this idea of not working. So I think there's actually that's, privilege existing in both of these extremes. Uh, that's that's an excellent point. And I won't take too long with this, but that's, you know, there's, there's the, um, the, there's the old adage that you reap what you sow. And that's not quite true. What's true is that you can only reap what somebody sows. Mm. And so if you are expecting to live without working, what you're doing is you're living, you're living because somebody else worked. Yeah. And, you know, again, and that's fine. If your needs are minimal, your work can be minimal. If your desires are minimal, your work can be minimal. But if you are, you're right. It's like, again, people who become really successful often have big advantages in, a, in addition to the somebody else had to work for them to get those advantages yeah. in addition to their own work. And if you are going to not work, somebody else is going to have to do the work for you to have that privilege as well. And I think that the question is, when you mix your advantages that you have, because we all have some advantages, um, you take those givens, what kind of work are you willing to put into it to get what you want? Um, and are you expecting other people to do that for you? Or are you willing to do that yourself? And that's just sort of a question we all have to ask ourselves and it's only going to be healthy if you're not working for an identity, but you're also not expecting other people to put that work in for you or demanding it. 
Yeah. Again, as we wrap up, I, you know, the in, in summary, yes, <laughs> do it. Both work and rest are beautiful and good things. And I, and I mean that. I mean, work is beautiful. It's good. When you see someone working, when you see an athlete in the Olympics, they work for that and it has beautiful results, but so is rest. So is reflection. So is pouring back into yourself. You need not, these are not just beautiful things. These are required things for humans, but you need to find that balance. So find out where you exist on that spectrum and you might need to be closer to the middle, be closer to the healthy middle, find what you need to add more, more work, more rest. Number two, I think we went over this. Don't work. Um, for nothing. Find what you value in life. Create a hierarchy of desires and goals and and wants and say, I want that. What am I willing to do uh, to get that? And then that will give you a good barometer of um, how much work and how much rest you need. And also it will make every bit of work you do and rest you take valuable and, and towards an intended goal. So again, I hate to say it, but I gave away the ending in the very first. <laughs> we ended up in the middle. Work and rest are both good. And the anti-work and the hustle movement are both toxic. Find yourself in the middle. Work more and rest more. The end. And wait, this wait. come from a certified life coach. That's true. Yeah. If you want more, visit my website, NathanClarkson.me. Um, and, <laughs> and pay me and I'll hustle and work for you to help you know what to do. Um, but I will say, I was going to mention my, everyone has different ways of working. You have to figure out, you know, your particular ways to work and yes. rest. Some people are like, I'm going to work for three weeks and rest for a week or whatever it might be. You know, God's was work for six days straight and rest on the rest seventh. One. Yeah. I have a weird work one that everyone can laugh at, but it works for me. And it's um, video games really help me through my work day. I will work three hours, then I'll play 30 or 45 minutes of video games, then I'll work for another two hours, then I will play another 30 minutes of video games, and I'll work for another hour. And believe it or not, that interspersed balance of working really hard and writing, 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 and then playing video games and totally vegging out works really good for me. But again, it goes back to this idea of balance. So find that balance the end. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that, and, that's, and that's there's a lot of places that have a lot of great advice besides Nathan Clarkson certified. I life don't know that there's a lot of places, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that thing of like finding the work life work rest balance that actually gets you the maximizes um, for your, your personality, your life, your context. Yeah. It's, 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 it's don't judge life. others for theirs. Yeah, exactly. As, as long as they're getting what they actually want out of life. And doesn't cross any moral boundaries. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, Robbing a few banks here or there. You know, that like, really helps. That's me. how I do my work life balance. It's yeah. like, I'm just hustling. It's like, no, yeah. no, not what we're talking about. <laughs> Go to church. Uh, um, but yeah, cool. Well, that sounds really good. Um, now let's move on to blesses and curses, where we take uh, something, some things uh, in uh, work, uh, a uh, resource, work of art, media that's. Uh, uh, has to do with our topic and bless it, recommend it, or curse it, tell you to stay away from it. So, Nathan, what are you going to bless and curse today? Oh, man, I, it was really hard. I couldn't find things uh, that were perfect for me or books or whatever. And you if I, I find something that worked, I was like, oh, I can't curse that on air. They'll find <laughs> out about it. We might want them on our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to go really safe and I'm going to bless um, the movie Pursuit of Happiness, because I feel like this uh, really encapsulates this idea of of 
not just working randomly or in a vacuum, but it shows a man who's working for something, uh, namely his his child and how the life he wants to give his child and himself, his own dreams, when he has a vision with uh, of what he wants and where he's going. And that makes everything he goes through, puts it in context and it gives it meaning. And so you see, it's a great example of working hard for something and why that's so important. And obviously Will Smith just does, you know, one yeah. of the best jobs in the world acting uh it would break your heart and you should have won an oscar for exactly yes <laughs> maybe we could have avoided a big old uh, scandal had he just won the oscar for that one um, but it's uh it really um enjoyed the movie and it shows it shows how work can be beautiful yes when it's for something beautiful um, and so the, his identity wasn't wrapped up in him working hard. His identity was working hard for his kid and for his dreams. And it shows you um, the beauty of what happened if you do that, if you do that and have that vision. So I love that movie. It's great. Um, again, I'm going gonna, gonna, to uh, go easy. I'm going to save curse. Uh, I'm going to curse. Um, eat, pray, love. I feel like I've cursed this before. I really do Once not. Once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this, I think, um, is is the opposite of um, the pursuit of happiness. It's about someone who doesn't really know what they want from life, who gets disillusioned with work. And instead of figuring out what it might be that's worth working for and finding that balance of rest and finding uh, what, what she does, the main character, Julie Roberts, I can't remember her name in the movie or the book, um, but she decides that really just... Um, no work and just tons of pleasure is really what she is going to bring fulfillment in life. That you should stop working, you should stop hustling, and you should just go and have tons of pleasure. Uh, even if that means cheating or leaving your husband and family, it's all okay because that's what will make you whole. And, you know, I have many problems with this movie. Um, but though for this episode, I will really focus on, no, that won't make you happy. Yeah. You need to find a goal. You need to find something worth working for. Just stopping working and just finding uh, pleasure won't work. It's not going to fulfill yeah. you. And I think that a lot of people actually followed this book and ended up really unhappy as a result. And number two, again, I think this is a book that is like really a book and a story in a movie, really clearly um, one of privilege. The fact that yeah. she could just say, you know what? I'm tired of working, but I'm a multimillionaire, so I can just travel the world in first class and uh, do whatever with whoever um, and have these really uh, 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 physical pleasures. Uh, that's one of, of privilege that most of the world, 99% of the world cannot do, even if it was the answer, which is not. So I got to curse us on so many levels. If I offend you, which I don't think I will, many of our listeners, I'm sorry, but I'm cursing, eat, pray, love. Yeah, no, I think that's, we talked about the need to pour into ourselves, but like we are made to not just pour into ourselves, but also pour out just like we're, yes. you know, just like, you know, if you pour out, then only pour out. That's a problem. If you only pour in, that's a problem. Um, yeah. And, 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 and yeah. So like, I, I'm, I'm on celebrate board. just pour into yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's, and I'm uh, like, I can think that would be great, but most of us can't do that or can't afford it. Yeah. It, <laughs> not only can't we do that, it wouldn't actually make us happy if we do that. Um, yeah. So, um, so I've got a couple of, of things to, I just realized one that would have been great for you to bless. Oh um, no. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But um, first of all, I'm actually going to bless a book, which I haven't done in a while. I nice. do read books. I swear. They just don't <laughs> conform to the topics we're talking about all the time. Um, but I'm going to actually bless a book that Nathan recommended to me. 
um, and a bunch of people have in the past, but called Boundaries. Great book. And of course, it's it's a great book in terms of figuring out how to, you know, um, in all your relationships, your relationship with yourself and relationship with your spouse, your kids and your boss, how to make sure that they're not taking from you more than you can or should give. Um, it's a book about balance. Exactly. And it's like, how do I pour into myself and pour into others in the correct yeah. amounts? And I think for a lot of people who are struggling with burnout, and this is why I bring this up, they don't know how to set boundaries at work. And again, mm -hmm. sometimes you're in a position where it's really hard to set boundaries at work because you have a boss who doesn't respect boundaries. But, you know, learning how to at least internally figure out what are the boundaries between what I, it is right for me to give my work and what I owe them and what I owe myself that they shouldn't give. This is a book that really helps you think through that. And so I think that this would be really helpful for anybody who's struggling with burnout and struggling with what's the balance between work and rest. Um, and even for entrepreneurs, it'll help you put boundaries for yourself. You know yes. what? As soon as five o'clock hits, I'm not answering emails. And it'll really help you find that balance of pouring and pouring out in your life. Yeah. So there's that. Then I'm going to, I'm going to rush. I got a couple of uh, blesses for movies that I think do a good job of showing both the toxic side of work culture and 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 potentially rest culture. One is up in the air. Like if you just oh yeah, the George Clooney, Anna Kendrick film, uh, J.K. Simmons is in it too. If you just want a a movie that really shows how working without a sufficient purpose um, and and only having that in your life is ultimately empty. Up in the air is the one of the great myths, fables of our time in that lesson, telling that yeah. story. It's a great movie. And George Clooney, Anna Kendrick, everyone who's in it is really phenomenal. It's, Excellent. It's entertaining and funny. Like it's a no, good movie. It, I enjoy it. It's not often that you see like a straight kind of message movie drama that's actually like entertaining and fun to watch. But yes. like it's it's a tragedy that's entertaining to watch and really gets across his point. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. I'm also going to do on on the other side. I'm going to do the Social Network because okay, a great movie. Love the movie. Aaron Sorkin and David Fincher team up. Um, but alley. it's right my right in my sweet spot. But what it does really well in the con this context is it shows both the good and bad of hustling, mm. and then. The good and bad of because it just shows he chooses his dream over his friendships. Yeah. But it it if it was just that, it would be a very typical story. But what they do that's so good is they also say show that the friends who kind of wanted his allegiance without, you know, contributing to his dream in a particular way were also being kind of toxic too. Because even though they didn't contribute to his dream as much as he did, they wanted more fruits of the labor than perhaps they should have and uh, so interesting it shows the two sides of it the two toxic sides of wanting something you didn't earn versus maybe getting your priorities wrong so i think it does a great job in terms of that another movie that you really should have blessed her than me but i will give us both a blessing is severance oh my <laughs> gosh it's so good okay i take that back i bless i'm blessing it I'm blessed. <laughs> um, and again, it's it's a it's a great it's a great show that is basically a thought experiment around you know the balance of work and rest and needing more than just work as meaning in your life. And, the concept and, is literally we probably explained it before, but is there's a technology in the near future that can split your mind in two, so 
Uh, so only there's one person that only ever works and one person that only ever doesn't work and it shows the unhealth of both really. Yes. Yes. So, so, so that's, okay. it's again, I, it's, it's a very popular show right now. So if, if you have a chance to watch it, you can get on the conversation and, uh, yeah, but it's, but yeah, but it explores this very idea. Um, I'm going to curse. And this is again, just, I'm just making all the enemies in my artistic friend groups, but um, I'm going to curse. <laughs> I do not endorse whatever he's about to say. Yes, exactly. But don't you though? We'll um, see. We'll see. But is I'm going to curse both rents and tick, tick, boom. Oh no, I live in New York. I can't, I can't <laughs> jump on that wagon. Sorry. <laughs> and, I make too many enemies. Um, but uh, I, I'm cursing it them because i think it really does encourage that toxic attitude that um i deserve something that i haven't actually worked for i mean you know rent specific the entire thing of rent is we're not paying our rent in this building because we're artists making art nobody cares about but we still ought to live here anyway and it's like that's Send all of your hate mail to Joseph. You know, label it. This is not from me. Uh, I minutes so, right again, here. It ends. The happy ending is that they are able to steal money from an ATM machine so they can pay their rent. It's like just it, that's it's that's come on. That is kind of that is a fair point. I'll give it yeah, to so, you. Um, <laughs> and tick tick boom. But it has that same attitude, that same unself aware attitude that because I'm making art that nobody can appreciate, I'm obviously a genius, and that makes me better than the people who are working and making stuff and people should just pay me to do what i want exactly making something valuable that's that's a toxic attitude um although rent was wildly successful so i guess he figured it out in the end eventually he figured it out but it's not a good model for everybody else to follow yeah that's probably Um, true but i will say this i was like by the way i would pick a movie to curse that glorifies you know like just glorifies work and working all the time i couldn't find one like you know interesting (laughs) You know, there's not a lot. That's the thing. The thing is, you can make a movie like Rent and Tick, Tick, Boom that glorifies anti-work. You can't find movies that glorify that glorify just work. So that's That's really interesting. There's something we'll explore that later, but that's something to think about. Yeah. Cool. Um, Well, anyway, thank you, everyone, so much for joining. I hope maybe we're talking about hope maybe somebody gets angry and the hate shares it on Twitter or something like that. If you do, that's great. Or you can send us an email. Uh, but if people want to get in touch with us and to give us their love mail or their hate mail, uh, where can they go, Nathan? Well, it won't take much work, but it will take <laughs> a little work. <laughs> they can go to the overthinkersjournal.com and send us all of their love and hate mail. And believe it or not, we like both. So just be honest and send it. We love hearing from you guys. And if you want to join our community of over 10,000 overthinkers like yourself, please head over to Facebook and type in the Overthinkers private group and uh, we'll let you in because it'd be fun to have you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can get in touch with me at josephholmstudios.com. I'm also on all the socials. And yeah, like Nathan said, we actually like getting challenged on what we say and what we think. And if we like something and we like what we have to say, you know, we will oftentimes respond to it on the show and oftentimes even change our minds. So like we're really, uh, really do love your feedback. Absolutely. Oh, and if you want to get in touch with me, go to NathanClarkson.me because I worked really hard on my website. So check it out. (laughs) Certified life coach. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, thank you again so much for joining us today. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Overthinking about.